the walls of the cave were smooth, and it was surprisingly warm. In fact, when I stepped into it, I felt more comfortable than I had outside. It was strange because it was supposed to be an extraordinarily hot day, but the weather had turned dangerously cold, and I'd immediately begun seeking shelter. The cave was long and winding, but not so winding I had any fear of getting back out. I'd allotted four extra days for the expedition, so I could afford to take a few precautions for comfort's sake. Ultimately, if the trip paid off, and we were able to confirm the existence of the jungle troll, the Nobel Prize would make the risk seem like nothing. Of course, a number of my colleagues thought I was crazy. But the important person, the multimillionaire with the tendency to believe in every conspiracy theory on Earth, was convinced. And that meant funding. Sure. It was frustrating to know my expedition was funded by a nut who thought aliens were stored in a warehouse in Area 51, certain world leaders were part of a mystic society of warlocks, and that the Chukabra was secretly being bred in underground laboratories so the CIA could unleash them on inner-city hotbeds of unrest. I'd long gotten past that, though. When a skeleton was unearthed a year prior, no more than 40 years dead, of course, most of the scientific community dismissed it as a deformed man. But I could see the parallels with the ancient fossils. The fossil evidence for the existence of the troll was clear and undisputed. Though most scientists believed it to be a failed offshoot of evolution, some kind of an intelligent and bipedal reptile that disappeared millions of years in the past. Not me. The new skeleton told me the species was still alive. And if I could prove it, the name Maggie Forrest would go down in history, along with Schmerling, Fulrot, and Leaky. I walked about thirty feet, and exhausted I rolled out my sleeping bag. I stripped my outer garments off so I wore only my white cotton t-shirt and my white shorts. They were more like boxers than shorts, and it felt wonderful to be free of the bulky canvas that protected me in the jungle, but stifled me in the protection of the cave. There was a dim glow from the phosphorescent moss, and I could see the stalactites above me. Stretched out on the sleeping bag, I lay quietly and gradually faded off to sleep. I was restless, and my mind was filled with thoughts of the troll, of traveling lectures, of remaking the field of archaeology in my image. I began to dream, feeling strange and wonderful sensations as though someone, with an enormously long tongue, was licking his way up my legs and up and over my body. It was strange. I didn't see any images, but when the tongue went over my face, I felt an astounding sense of well-being. Then my eyes opened, and I screamed. There was a creature, vaguely human, with a giant tongue on top of me. The moment I screamed, its arms came down and held my head, and then the tongue of the gigantic thing was pushing into my mouth. It wasn't quite like a human tongue. In fact, it moved like a tail or a finger. It was fleshy like a tongue, but it pushed itself in and wriggled around in my mouth as though it were jointed. I felt its hands moving from my arms and lifting up my shirt. I tried to struggle against it, but the moment my breasts were exposed, the hand went back to my arms, holding them down. The weight of the thing on my waist kept me from moving much, but I tried. I moved to my left and right, trying to get away from the tongue in my mouth, but completely unable to accomplish my goal. Then it broke its bizarre kiss, 